Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is accessible Easter egg hunts. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. But first, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Pastor Amanda Zenzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we realized that Easter was this past Sunday, and many may be wondering why we're talking about egg hunts now, but this is kind of a heads up and a time to gather all the stuff for next year. Now that things are on sale, right? Exactly. This is the time for clearance items and putting things in bins and in the storage rack for next year. Yes, your future self will thank you. But let's start by reminding everybody just what does Central do for an egg hunt that typically happens on Holy Saturday? What we do is a little bit different than average. So Holy Saturday is the day of the Easter Vigil, and we aim and focus our Holy Saturday on the kids and the young families because we know that that's a day when families might actually be able to participate in the events of the day rather than Thursday and Friday, which are typically maybe still school days Mm -hmm. or still late at night. So we hold our events earlier in the day. We gather at 3 p.m. in the afternoon and we start with an egg hunt. And the very first year that we did this here, we did the traditional egg hunt with eggs with stuffed with candy. Mm -hmm. And a member of the roller derby community brought their daughter to participate in the egg hunt, and she was lactose intolerant. Oh, no. And all of the candy in the eggs was chocolate. Sure, sure, sure. And luckily, I had been planning on giving out gummy butterflies on Easter Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I happened to have some gummy butterflies in my office, so I had some candy to give to her. But if I hadn't had that, we wouldn't have had anything to give to her or that would have been safe for her. And it got my brain thinking about how Easter egg hunts traditionally are not very accessible for children who have choking hazards or who have food allergies Mm -hmm. or any of those kinds of safety issues. And One of the things that we're really trying hard to do around Central and we've been trying to do for the last decade is increase our safety and accessibility for people of all kinds of different needs, whether that is working on our own accessibility and safety for those on the different gender identity spectrum or for sexual orientation or for those on various need spectrums and different disabilities. And so that year, I thought, well, why spend all this time stuffing the eggs, which is a lot of volunteer hours. It's a lot of time. It's a ton of time when we could just have a prize table. Mm -hmm. And so that year, at this time of year, I said, hey, folks, go browse the sales for all the Easter basket stuff and schmutz and buy the stuff on sale and bring it and we'll store it and we'll create an Easter egg prize table next year. And we'll put the eggs out empty and then we'll have a prize table that the kids can come. And 
there's another piece on this that's a little bit that I'll highlight as well. Okay. And that is that there's also, during the egg hunt, one of the things is this kind of hyper-competitiveness. Oh, yes. As the youngest of four, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So I am not a competitive person, and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And when I see it, I start to feel bad for people. I start to not like how it brings out the bullies in some people and it brings out the shy awkward in other people and it makes some people feel really sad. So when the prizes are in the eggs, it would create the less and more Mm -hmm. situation. But if the prizes are on the table, it doesn't matter how many eggs you find. So then when we have a situation where children join us, for example, who are food insecure. Mm -hmm. And so for whom finding the eggs brought out all of the food insecurity issues within their little bodies, and they were just trying to gather as many eggs as they possibly could, because those were calories. Mm -hmm. Those were possibly energy to help them not feel hungry. And they would bump other kids and bump younger kids so that they could have a little bit more. And they weren't doing it intentionally. They were doing it because they were hungry. Mm -hmm. And so when we took that factor out, then the kids could just have fun finding the eggs. And it took that stress out of actually finding the eggs. And then they could dump the eggs into the bins. We could easily rehide them and they could go for another round because mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry that they needed to be restuffed to be found again. A latecomer showed up. It didn't matter. We could go throw them out. They were ready for a second round right away. That's another bonus of hiding empty eggs. <laughs> And meanwhile, we could let them go to the prize table with their tall people, and then their tall people could help them choose how many and what kind of prizes they needed. So if you have someone who is food insecure, they can choose every single bit of food item on that table and have however much their family wants them to have. But if you have someone who really, they are going to have a hard time if they eat 18 candy bars in the next three days Mm -hmm. and their little bodies are going to have like their heart rate is going to be so high that they aren't going to know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need a coloring book instead and their tall person can guide them towards a coloring book which would never fit inside an egg. Not even remotely. (laughs) Now, I'm curious, the first year that you did this, I'm guessing the kids just assumed that the eggs had something in them. What was their reaction? Inevitably, every year we have a new, like someone who's a visitor or new kids. Usually like this year, again, we had some neighborhood kids who saw the eggs You know, they drove Mm -hmm. by, they scoped eggs like showing up and they're like, yo, we're showing up. Mm -hmm. So when they get there with their baskets at direction time and they hear the eggs are empty, there's always a, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) 
kind of annoys. Sure. But then they are reassured when we say, but there's this really cool prize table with awesome stuff that would never fit inside those eggs. You're going to have so much fun getting to work with your tall person to know how many you get and what kind of stuff you get. And so we make certain that they know that there can be some really cool things over there. So how is this set up? The eggs you throw out on the lawn and then there's a table just sitting next to the church itself or is it hidden so they have no idea what kind of prizes are coming? What's your process here? So in the past, we had the egg hunt like a block and a half away mm-hmm. at another location with some really great divisions in their lawn for the different age groups. Mm-hmm. This year, we tried it for the first time all on our site. Okay. And it worked. And we did it all outside because pandemic. Mm-hmm. And in the years previous, we had come inside into the fellowship hall and the prize table was all set up in the fellowship hall. And then half the fellowship hall was set up for the parents to sit and hang out and drink coffee and have conversation. And the other half was set up because then we go into story time and we go into the Easter vigil story time and communion and then send everybody off. But this year we did all of it outside And we ended up using the lawns around the church, which we have really flat lawns (laughs) at our church. Yes, which makes it not so exciting for hunting for the older kids, but so nice for the littles, the super littles. It was more of like an Easter scoop. Sure. (laughs) It was much more an Easter scoop. Because even over at the Friendship House, there was like a little roped off area for the littles Mm -hmm. that was just a nice flat lawn where we could just like set the babies and the eggs would just be around them. Mm -hmm. So we had that little area, which was like kind of over by the patio, over along Skyler at our church. And then the next little section that was kind of the corner of Skyler and 21st was for those who were like three to five. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the front porch along 21st, running all the way along to that next corner was like six to 10. And then the back Hancock portion was 10 and older. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of more hidden areas, but really there wasn't much. I tried to be clever with picking up like a whirly gig and like Mm -hmm. setting it over top of one of the eggs. I'm like, it's doing its best little hiding life. (laughs) Sure. I'm thinking maybe next year I could bring some like sticky tack or something and like attach it to the side of the wall, Mm -hmm. maybe. I don't know. So we had it kind of all spread out and then we pulled the prize table. It was underneath the front porch on 21st. And we had the prizes in baskets just inside the vestibule. And so when the egg hunt started, we put the prizes out. And of course, they were done finding eggs before we could get half the prizes onto the table. That sounds about right. Yeah. It takes about a minute and a half for them to fill their baskets. That's fabulous. (laughs) And then when they're done at the prize table, like we get them into line They dump their empty eggs 
back into the containers where we store the eggs for the year. So it's super easy for storage, super easy for cleanup. And again, if you have latecomers, super easy to reset because mm-hmm. you can just take one of those bins of the empty eggs that have been returned already and reset out an area for latecomers and then have them go through a line and go across the table with their tall people and get their prizes. And then we sent them off around the corner to the patio where we then told the stories. Okay. What kind of prizes do you typically get? And I'm guessing it gets a little more than just stickers and coloring books. Totally. So, I mean, we have stuffed animals. Oh, nice. We have bubbles, so many bubbles this year. Sure. Lots of arts and crafts stuff. Like sidewalk chalk kind of thing? Sidewalk chalk, painting kits. We've had yarn kits. This year we had lots of those fun ribbon twirler things Mm -hmm. for like dancing and going around, which was super fun during storytelling time. We have had, oh, Hot Wheels. Definitely plenty of Hot Wheels. Sure. What else was in there this year? My Little Ponies were a big hot item for a little while, so there are still some My Little Ponies in there. We need to get those out. (laughs) You got to refresh it every year. Got to refresh it a little bit. It's been a couple years Mm -hmm. since we've had this. It's a little dated. We got to get the prizes out so we can get some new stuff in. Do you not get rid of the prizes every year? No. No? No. Whatever's left, we pack it up into the box. Okay. See, I just assumed that once the kids came through the prize table, you would let them wipe that thing out. No. There's still plenty left. Wow. That's amazing. And so we have an entire bin still filled with prizes from over the years. We started the first year by ordering some Mm -hmm. simple stuff like rainbow slinkies and clappers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Silly stuff like that. So it just would fill out the table a bit and then invite members to bring stuff in and... It grows every year and we put stuff back into the bin and put it up into the closet for the next year and bring it back out and see what strikes the kids fancy the following year. But there is still a candy component, I'm guessing, because it's somewhat inevitable, but it's just not the focus, right? Correct. There were, I think, two donations of candy this year. Oh, really? Total. That's funny because I found myself as much as I could through the years with my kids in their own Easter baskets, either going a nostalgia food route from stuff that I remember that they wouldn't typically get or just straight up going right to things. The beauty of the 16-year-old is makeup is a really great thing to put in an Easter basket. Right. Makeup, nail polish, Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And we could do more food, but I think this year it just didn't happen. Oh, I don't see any need. There's always somebody giving out candy for some reason, be it at school or whatever. There's no lack of candy in any kid's life, usually. We had a lot of the headband ears. Oh, those are fun. Yep. Those were hot items this year. Okay, so you do the egg hunt and then you go around and you sort of tell the stories and do the other stuff. And we don't make people stay. This was my next question. How Uh much retention do you get for the second half of this? 
Or do you get people bailing? We get people bailing for sure. Okay. So this year we probably had between kids and tall people, we probably had about 50 people. Wow. Participating in the egg hunt. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we got around to story time, we probably had 30 remaining. Oh, 30 that's to 35. Not terrible. That's certainly no. better than I would have assumed. <laughs> yeah. And those who kind of showed up from the community for the egg hunt were the ones who were like, thank you so much. This was great fun. See you later. Mm -hmm. And we were able to say, thanks for coming. It was great to see you. Happy Easter. Bye-bye. With great smiles on our hearts mm -hmm. and just send them on their way. Invite them certainly over for stories, but zero judgments for coming for the egg hunt and the prizes and then sending them on their way. It was great just to have them show up and participate. And we've seen that several times with the egg hunt over at the Peace House as well. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't necessarily have done the parade from the Peace House over to the church then. And that's the difference is that we used to do a parade from the Peace House over to the church. So how well did it work this year? Do you think you're going to continue doing it just at the church? Or did you really like the parade and the slightly different hiding aspects? I miss the slightly different hiding aspects. I got to say that. And I miss the bedazzled wall of okay. the Peace House. The Peace House has a stone wall that has just enough space in the stone wall that you can put an egg like on every other brick. And so I can bedazzle the entire front wall. And I did miss bedazzling the front wall mm -hmm. a lot. It's very sad. It's my favorite part of Easter for many years. Nice. And it was great joy to be on site the entire time and to see our place filled with people running around and having fun outside on the lawn. And so I think we're going to give it a whirl at our place again and see how it goes. Try to make it even more fun and more accessible next year. Okay. I got to ask one more question because it's the Pacific Northwest <laughs> and it's springtime, which means weather is wacky and all over the place. And it's been so weird. I took a video when I got to the church and I turned in a circle because looking one way, it was pitch black. Mm -hmm. And looking to the left, it was bright blue. Mm -hmm. And looking the next way, it was big fluffy clouds. I mean, it was absolutely... It was all over the map. It was all over the map. And that's mm -hmm. not a deterrent for you for being outside. I mean, I know you advertise this as rain or shine and you literally <laughs> get probably both and all in between. In normal years, in non-pandemic years, mm -hmm. our building can actually do a pretty decent egg hunt. Sure. We have enough spaces that we can create egg hunt areas for the different ages really easily. And we had a year, the first year actually, that was super duper duper rainy. Mm -hmm. And we did that. We had the infants up in an empty room that we just dumped the eggs on the floor. Sure. And the Northeast Indoor Park was the children's playroom at the moment mm -hmm. set up for that, was where we put the older kids because there were 
lots of places to super hide those eggs. Sure. This again is another advantage of them being empty eggs. So you don't have to worry about anything getting a little moldy and weird. Exactly. So we were able to find different places to divide up the ages and leave them around the building with no problem that year. So in the future, should it be necessary, Mm -hmm. we can absolutely do that. For this year, we had full intention because many of these kids were under vaccination age Mm -hmm. and we do not ask for vaccination status. When we invite people to come to church, we don't ask vaccination status for people. We simply welcome people to come and we ask that people mask because we were outdoors. Masks were optional. Mm -hmm. 95% of everyone was masked who was old enough to be masked. Okay. Who was there, even though we were outside and distanced. So that's how this community is. And so that's how we played it for this year. Who knows a year from now how the pandemic will be and what choices we will be making. Exactly. Okay, so what are some recommendations for people who want to sort of implement this for themselves or their own communities? I highly recommend it. Don't worry about giving credit for the idea. If people want to comment and tell us that you're going to try this out, I would love to hear about it. But I think that this is a way for kids to be safer and more kids to be included. So please give this a try. Share it with other communities who might be interested in setting things up this way and pass on the word. I think that this can help so many other families feel welcome and give it a whirl. Give it a whirl and maybe let us know if you do. I know another congregation in our neighborhood gave it a try and it was a great success this year and it just makes my heart so happy to hear that. I would love for more places to give it a try Highly recommend checking out the sales. I know there's probably not a ton left, but empty eggs right now are super cheap. Mm -hmm. Stickers last forever. Empty Easter baskets Mm -hmm. can be really great. Prize table baskets, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things like that. There's so much that you can do to get a jump on things. And if you're in a community where there are people who are grandparents who are far from their grandkids, they love getting to buy stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So invite them into buying this kind of stuff and donating it for the table. And they will absolutely do it. And you just find a place to store it. Get yourself a bin, find yourself a place to store it, and hold on to it. And it'll be an easy way to go for the next year. Excellent. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Do you have a favorite moment from this year? It is always a joy to see the kids picking up and having fun with the eggs. But I have to confess that probably one of my favorite moments this year was when we had kind of gotten about Two-thirds of the eggs sort of spread out everywhere, so we knew we had enough eggs to cover two-thirds of the lawn that we were covering. Mm -hmm. And I was back around to the older kids' area, and I knew that I could just throw them wherever, and I didn't have to be clever about hiding them anymore. Mm -hmm. 
And so I set my basket down and I just grabbed handfuls and it was just sunny enough. It wasn't raining. The sun was just kind of dapply and I could grab a double handful of the eggs standing on the kind of damp lawn and just throw them in the middle of the air (laughs) and let them fall and scatter all over. And so here I was in a collar throwing double handfuls of Easter eggs in the air on the church lawn by myself. (laughs) That's a delightful image. And just giggling. And it was silly and it was fun and it was Holy Saturday and I didn't have a sermon yet and (laughs) and it was gonna be okay and I had been trapped in an elevator the night before and life was silly and I grabbed another double handful of eggs and threw them in the air and watched them fly through the sunshine and scatter on the lawn and knew that the kids were gonna come and pick them up and find joy and remember that they were loved and it was beautiful that is amazing well thank you pastor amanda for taking the time to help us learn a little more about accessible easter egg hunts i look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic as do i and thank you all for listening along i hope that you consider this kind of an option for your congregation or for your community or even just for your family any way in which this can increase accessibility for people in participating in these kinds of events. If you do, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. You can find us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what. <laughs>